Dylan came out. Talk Recorded live. Oh, hi everybody. Welcome to our, let's see, I have to look at the calendar here. It's March 19th, 2015 already. And we are here for edition, let's see, 474 of the Everything is Energy show. This is your host, Judy Greeno, and I'm here as always with the developer of the AIM program, Mr. Stephen Lewis. We're here to talk about that every week, the program of energetic balancing that helps you 24-7. Most of you know by now Stephen is also the co-author of Sanctuary, the Path to Consciousness, which chronicles the decades of work and research that culminated in the launch of the AIM program. And it is still one of, if not the best way for you to try to get your arms around Stephen's work and all the many benefits of this program so if you haven't read it or you've lost your copy or given it away and not gotten it back, we encourage you to get another one. You can do that through Amazon. It is available on Kindle. It's available in Spanish. Or you can get a six-CD set that you can order right from the EMC Squared headquarters. You can do that through your facilitator's website or aimprogram.com. As we begin, we want to remind our listeners that AIM Energetic Balancing is not medicine or what we tend to think of as traditional health care and it does not diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. EMC Squared's holographic spiritual technology helps you heal energetic imbalances in consciousness, where everything is created and where all true healing occurs. Only you can heal you. AIM assists you in doing so 24-7. Imbalances in consciousness are what EMC Squared believes to be the predispositions or potentials for eventual negative manifestation unless healed by you. And as Stephen reminded us again last night, once healed from your consciousness, hereditary imbalances are gone for good and can neither manifest nor be passed on to offspring. Hence, the infamous phrase, become the first in the history of your family with no family history. Just as every individual is unique, every AIM participant's healing experience is unique to them. When discussing energetic imbalances that have names that are the same as or that are similar to names of diseases, remember, we work with and are talking only about energetic imbalances, not actual diseases. And last but not least, remember that we do not perform any physical tests of any kind, so cannot and do not confirm or dispute any medical diagnosis. Well, we were commenting on how long it's been since we chatted last. Stephen, how are you doing? I was a lot better last night when we spoke. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want me to ask why, or should we just <laughs> yeah, go right is. on? <laughs> no, no, no. I will tell you. I, I had a filling come out of my Ooh. mouth, and when I speak, I get cold air on it. Ooh. And it will be fixed at 11 o'clock. Oh, we all know what that feels like, I'm sure. Well, most but of us, anyway. it's not yet 11 o'clock, so oh. anyway. <clears throat> so I spent most of the night... Um, awake because every time I fell asleep my mouth opened up oh, wow and that woke me up mm. so it's not what I would consider to be a metaphysical problem right it is not something that I from which I must detox <laughs> I need a scientist specifically <laughs> a dentist exactly and I have one mm-hmm. and he will see me I've Very already good. gotten a hold of them. So well, that's, that's good what's, So if you ask me what's happening, that is what's happening. Wow. <laughs> Nothing much else is happening. Since last you know? night anyway. 
it's like, you know, it's like if a guy's there, you know, tied to a table and somebody is whipping him, say to him, what's happening? Huh? What's ha- This is what's happening. It's all that's <laughs> happening in the world. That's right. Right. So, that's uh, right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Very good. Thank you. <clears throat> Enjoyed our call last night. I hope our listeners did. And I know we have a lot of the same people who who are here bright and early this morning. They just can't get enough of you, Stephen. And I was I was uh, I spent well, some time. I can, this I can get enough of me. I can tell you that. Because well, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> um, I had I had to refresh my memory this morning. We didn't do a call last week on the twelfth. It was an early uh, early celebration, if you will, of Einstein's birthday. So, well, we only had um, two newly revealed hereditary imbalances that were added on Monday, the 16th, two that we talked about with facilitators Tuesday. There were actually four added on March 9th and 10th, last Monday and Tuesday. So we we didn't talk about those on Thursday because we didn't have a call last week. So if you want to start with the, the, the last frequency we talked about here, that would, that would leave us, to my knowledge, six frequencies to talk about. Is that what you'd like to do? Well, what was the number of the last one? The last one we talked about when we had our call on the 5th, we did talk about 8467, which was, um, the, the, I believe, that was the that was the skin one that you told us it was something you suspected had been there all along, but you, could, you couldn't find it until that morning. 8467, it was similar Absolutely to... Absolutely true. Yeah. And that is, very fortunately, it is gone. It was strong. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very strong. But it's gone. So you're right. The next one is 8418. So let's take a look at something here. Okay. Five, six. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are seven remaining. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, one Roberta doesn't know about yet. That makes two of us, at least. <laughs> I don't either. Okay. Well, right, but you will. You'll know it. Well, Roberta's probably listening this morning, so okay. Um, so that's okay. But uh, every one of the seven is rickettsial. Okay. So, which, for those who are new to this, it came from being bitten by a bug. Your, one of your ancestors. Yeah, it ain't your bug. It's a bug that's long gone. Right. But the memory lingers on. Well put. And uh, it's just mind-boggling to me when you think about all this stuff that we find. What percentage of hereditary diseases come from these little creeps? I mean, would you have, if I had just told you the, the raw numbers ahead of time, or starting out, would you have believed it, the number of things that came from insect bites that we have hereditarily? No, it, it is mind-boggling. I mean, you, I think if you knew when you wrote the book, you, you did mention your love of insects, sarcastically, um, back then, but you, if, you, if you'd known then what you'd know now, you'd have probably said a lot more about them, right? Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I knew they were a drag. Yeah. I right. mean, that, that was a given. I knew they carried diseases, and that many of them were hereditary, but it's just mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. 
and now, and also what we know about, I don't know about, about you, but I know that my ancestors lived in, uh, in you know, the Balkans. And there, I mean, just everybody slept with fleas and spiders and this and that. Everybody had lice and, um, and on and on, you know. Mm-hmm. They fought a war around there, the Crimean War. Right. That's where they coined the, the term trench foot, et cetera, and all that. Oh, yeah, okay. And which which came from lice. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, right. um, you know, I, I've been to Europe. I never went very east. You know, I mean, to me, anything east of Germany is Asia. But... Uh, you know, I picture it being just instead of instead of soil and, and rock, it's, it's just this whole land built on bugs. Mm. It must be moving every second. That's how I picture it. <laughs> wow! And like in that, not in, in not in a lucid vision, but nonetheless, it's just. Except that when I when I deal with Oriental people, I see the same bugs, and I deal with whoever it is. And you have to stop at some point and pause it and think about the scheme of things, about our interaction with insects, which doesn't fill me with any great respect. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, well, if that's the case, you know, I don't, I hope not to die for quite a while. So the hell with it. It's not going to be from something from an insect. Right. That I'm pretty sure. Because I have my exterminators, and I, have, <laughs> I have everything. And if a bug comes in this house, a fly comes in here, I start making phone calls. There's a fly in the house. Quick. Right. Uh, no, it's I'm not being literal, but uh, it is mind-boggling. Well, so that it, being said, we can begin with... 4818. Uh, yep. And 8418 is something that I know a little bit about because I had it. Um, because my genetic code is right in there to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I didn't find it in me. But when I saw what it was, I looked to see if it if I was eligible for it, and of course I was. It is similar to three imbalances. First of all, it's similar to twee. Well, that's not alien to me either. Treponematosis, which is syphilis without sex, and Western equine encephalitis. Well, syphilis without sex, give me a break. All right. And so there's no pleasure at all in that. At least if it's venereal, there's a possibility somebody enjoyed something somewhere, sometime. Take away the sex, and what do you have? You have another insect bite disease. That's what it is. But, so that's twee. Also similar to my basic trademark, Trepromaticus and Propioni. We all know about 
that. And last, and but you know, I guess least, but it's still right up there. It was similar to polio. And uh, best thing I can say about it is it's gone. It didn't last very long, and it is gone. And so. Okay. Yeah, and that just just for the for those that keep notes, and I know we have some of those people, um, that one and the next three, uh, that one was added on the 9th of March, as Stephen said. Most people who had it um, have cleared it by now, but that and the next two went on the 9th, and then one went on the 10th. So what we're talking about now is probably gone, but we appreciate the history. All right. So um, the next thing would be 84... 28. 82. Yeah. Yeah, 84. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was on, as you said, yeah, you're right, the 9th. Mm-hmm. That was a few days later. And let's take a look at that. And that was similar to two imbalances. Again, as I've said, they all work at you. But it was similar, first of all, to tularemia. And I heard about this from a few people on AIM who have chronic urinary problems in the, and that's urinary frequency, urinary urgency. Uh, this would do it. It was first of all, it was similar primarily to Yersinia pestis. Yersinia pestis, or as it's more commonly known, the black death, that's what it is. But it, it is hereditary. Not only did it kill people, the people who didn't kill got it, got past it, but kept it in them. And they transferred it to their kids, which is amazing. Mm. Well, actually, no, I'm wrong. It's I'm not wrong. I've seen Yersinia pestis hereditarily, but this is, I'm jumping ahead of myself. This is not Yersinia pestis. It's similar in its manifestation. Right. Yersinia pestis. So I am sort of wrong. But it's true, though. You're saying the is hereditary. And it's also similar to tularemia. Tularemia, urinary frequency and urinary urgency, and in the bladder meridian. So, hold on a second. I just took a breath too deeply. Okay. So that's 8428. We are followed, that's followed by 8438, 8438, which uh, occurred on the same date on the 9th, is similar to, first of all, syphilis of the joints. Secondly, it's similar to maleodosis. Leodosis is in the liver and it's in the brains. It's very strong. And lastly, it's similar to an itching disease. And that is Borrelia anserina, which is similar to that, but that disease itself does come from insects. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, this whole thing comes from an insect. That's why it's rickettsial. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's 8438. <laughs> Moving right along, we move to 8448, which was on the 10th of March. 
Right. 8448 is similar to three imbalances. First of all, scleroderma. Scleroderma, which many people call um, immunodeficiency disease. I'm not sure about that at all, but it does come from an insect bite. This thing that is from an insect is similar to similar to a disease from an insect, scleroderma. It's also similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans, which is a very you know uh, acute, dramatic, uh, powerful form of tuberculosis. And last, it's similar to lymphatic syphilis. Now, I don't know about you, Judy. I've known. So many people will complain about the glands in their neck are swollen, or the mm-hmm. glands in their groin are swollen. Yeah. Uh, but, and that is lymphatic. And I find nothing causes this lymphatic edema and swelling uh, as much as lymphatic syphilis. Mm. I don't know why that is, because the lymph nodes are supposed to pick up anything coming in and they get congested full of germs, they're swollen. Yeah. That's why you have swollen lymph nodes, which, once again, is why it's stupid to take them out because that means you have something and you, your body's using what it's got to fight it. Uh, I'm obviously referring to the most external lymph nodes, which are called tonsils. Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. And I've complained about this many times. It doesn't matter. It's too late to think about it. My tonsils were removed because my cousin Elliot and his And my mother was insanely jealous of Elliot. He was blessed with bad tonsils. Wow. So, just to keep up with his family, he had mine taken out. I am told it was done with me kicking and screaming. I wouldn't doubt that. I had mine out, but it wasn't for that reason. It was, I guess, their their guess at the time, their best guess at the time was the the reason I either got was getting sick or so many colds or whatever. Their best guess was it was my bad tonsils. So colds are infinite germs, infections. Mm-hmm. Yep. And your tonsils are bad because they keep <laughs> trying getting to getting full of whatever you have to try and stop it from getting in deep. Mm-hmm. To your body. Yep. And so they swell. And when they take away your tonsils, they don't swell anymore because they're not there to swell. Right. And whatever you acquire goes in deeper. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is moronic. Yep. I mean, I don't know who to say. You know, I'm sure there are some people who had tonsils that were just completely diseased and rotten. And for them, you had to take them out. But from that, it came to, like, every kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody when I was a kid growing up who had tonsils. They were all taken out, like like they were a mistake. So, anyway, just a little personal rant, as usual. <laughs> I'm, more pl- I'm more inclined to rant this morning than usually because I haven't slept because I've been sitting trying to not open my mouth. And I can do that if I don't sleep. Yes, all right. Well, we've been there and done that. Which brings us to 8458. 
Went on went on the main trays on Monday the sixteenth. All right, that's that's okay. Yeah, so it was found on on the thirteenth, uh, which is Friday, and went on the main trays on the sixteenth, which is Monday. Mm-hmm. And it is similar to what I know about this one. First of all, it's similar to polio, and I've got a long history of. What is coming to be known as restless leg syndrome. Uh, and particularly, it's somewhere around two to four in the morning. I wake up with my, my feet uh, doing what a, what a guy I know called doing their happy dance. Mm. He actually asked me, "Why do my feet get all happy?" And if you want to dance, I wake up at between two and four, and, and I want to dance. I went, "What? What are you talking?" Well, my feet just, they want to move. It's just, you know, um, they're happy. Well, what I told them probably didn't make them happy, but there, there it is. So, 8458, similar to polio. Similar to Mycobacterium ulcerans. And last, but for me not least, similar to Streptomaticus and Propioni. So, Again, that in me is gone. Well, on the 16th, and today is the... 19th. 19th. But it went on for me on the 16th. 13th. On the 13th, rather. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit punchy this morning. On the 13th, and so it's gone. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting into modern times. Um, the next one is 8468. 84-68 was found on the 16th. Okay. And it's similar to, first of all, lymphatic syphilis. Secondly, similar to TWI, trepanematosis and western equine encephalitis. Excuse me, at last, and probably not least at all, similar to B and B, B&B is bacteria, um, um, Babesia bovis and Bacillus cirrus, and they are both musculoskeletal, both very, very strong in the low back and the hip joints. And if you have anything that's similar to B&B, um, you're just not walking very well. And if you have it just a touch of it, your low back hurts. If you have a lot of it, you're not walking at all. But when it's gone, you will be walking. So that is 8468, and that is the limit of what AIM knows right now. The next thing was found uh, late yesterday, and I didn't get to Roberta in time to give it to her. So I figure, well, it's not going to go on AIM. I'll wait until this morning and do it. And I will. Mm-hmm. And so it is 85.11. And 85.11, uh, I found, and the reason I 
didn't give it to Roberta. I found it late yesterday. I realized, oh, I can do this now. I can find something in me. And uh, just all the signs were there. So I looked, and there it was. I knew it was going to be there. Uh, my thumbs knew it. But nonetheless, I went and looked, and there it was. It's, as I said before, gets healed similar to initially Mycobacterium ulcerans, which is TB. Secondly, tularemia, which is in the bladder, urinary frequency, urinary urgency. And lastly, streptomaticus and propioni. So, that one was found yesterday and will be gone oh, during the course of the weekend, I would say. Maybe, well, it won't go until today, which is Thursday. For most people, it will be gone on uh, Monday. For me, it will be gone on Sunday. Because it went on for me yesterday. So, well, that brings us up to date as far as the past is concerned. The present doesn't affect anybody but me, so there it is. So that's what I've got. What do you have, Judy? Well, one of the things you you covered last night, Stephen, um, I, I was I think I my question I posed a question: uh, Are we are those of us those of us who've been on the the trays long enough? Of course, um, are we are we healing any of these newly revealed hereditary imbalances so so quickly now because all of the frequencies are on all eight of the aim trays or what? And you uh, I loved what you said. You said we're probably we're healing them faster because we're healthier. Remember that? Exactly that, yes. And it's that simple. Of course I remember it. That's the reason. We are that that much healthier. The, the, uh, the more imbalances you have, the less healthy you are and the slower you heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's no mystery there. That makes sense, okay. actually. And, uh, well, it's wonderful having something that makes sense once in a while. <laughs> so this is the one we have this morning. Well, and that's also why it's impossible. If somebody wants to know, you know, well, how much faster am I healing than somebody who's starting on the trays new? That's impossible to answer. We do know most people starting on the trays are healing at a much slower rate because of an initial low, low life force and so many hereditary imbalances. And then as they heal them, their healing capacity rate rises, so they're healing things more quickly, Right. Exactly correct. Okay. Exactly, which lets you understand the power of something like parasites. Mm. Uh, when you have them, if you've been on, on AIM for 10 years, it doesn't matter. You still are very compromised. And but not not necessarily restricted. It just slows down the rate, right? Yes, yeah, you are still healing. You're not healing the parasites, as far as I can see, but you're healing everything hereditary, but a lot slower because your healing capacity is not focused just on what high 
militarily. It is focused on that and on your parasite. That is a big part of what you are. It becomes the main part of what you are as far as I can see. Okay. There is a weakest link factor with that. And that is one's weakest link. And I thought initially, it is eventually. That's what I've got. What do you have, Judy? Well, and just one last note on that, just to to let people know, that is still something, even though you mentioned uh, how stubborn or, or difficult parasite imbalances were back in the book that you you, you continue to, to work on that, try to see if you can't find some balancing energies to help people heal those. And, and, and we're not making the statement that you can't heal them. It's just so far they've been stubborn on, on every front, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't give up, you know. I mean, it's just not in my nature to give up. Right. So I'll be there cursing and struggling until my last minute. Sure. Because I don't like losing. And there is no question thus far I have lost. (laughs) Big time. So, I will be there, and I believe someday I will figure it out. Uh, I believe that is in the cards, as they say. But I also don't believe in faking it. No, I have not figured it out. Mm-hmm. I thought I had a few times, but then, nope, another false alarm. Yeah. So, and that is, you know, I've said it before to you also. Uh, we have bacteria, and we have viri, and we have you know, a lot of stuff, cancer. Parasites are called symbiotic which means you and the disease feed off each other. Which in a way is saying the parasite becomes you, you become the parasite. At some point in in the process, the line almost becomes obliterated. And perhaps this is why they're called collectively symbiotic diseases. I don't know, but uh, there is a relationship between parasites and cancer. There is a relationship between um, parasites and human activity. It's not just you got bitten. It's not just that at all. Uh, But I can't go any further than that because I don't know what it is. Right, but and again, we're we'll talking about there. malignancy fre- malignancy frequencies, cancer imbalances, right? That's right. Okay. Did you commented last night? People hear that word, and it's like ah. But we're talking about frequencies here. Yeah, well, the frequency of cancer is not that difficult to deal with. Okay. Very frankly, that's that's my statement. Now I can't say cancer isn't because I'll get in a lot of trouble. Right. Frequency of cancer is not difficult to deal with. We can help people with that, and we do it every single day, mm-hmm. all the time, not even blinking. It's not a big deal. So, 
the good thing we don't treat diseases. Huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and you also said last night that it's you don't see cancer imbalances any as any more you know trouble than say frequency of heart disease, which and we know when you say the frequency of heart disease, there's it's not like there's one frequency that's behind that, but but usually many many many. But you don't see any one being any more difficult than the other. No, I don't. Now, the, okay. understand, the frequency of a disease is not the same as damage to an organ. Good point. Uh, and that's important. It's not just good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's critically important because yep. when you have, oh, let's take the, uh, the, the frequency that is most often associated with heart disease, and that is beta hemolytic streptococcus, group A type Lansfield. There it is. Um, what happens is you have a whole bunch of damage done to the heart. Some of it's known, some of it may not be known, but it's, it's there. Um, done to the heart, the heart valves, the heart muscle, and, and all that. And even if the disease is gone, the damage is there. Now, that damage, mm-hmm. by the way, is gross and repairable. I mean, that's something medicine does, and they do it well, and I think it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. They put someone on you know, a machine to, to take care of their heart and lungs, and, and while they're on that machine, they go in there and repair the damage. Now it doesn't work, not a problem. Use Teflon and on on and on. And uh I think that's a wonderful that's well, I've spoken about that in the past quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But um again, the damage is not the same as the disease. Right. Okay, now what do you have? I was just going to say that this is you brought up in the past um, years ago with with Wayne Dyer. Well, he yeah, was, I mean Wayne had um, hereditary heart disease, and I found it right in the middle of Wayne's bragging about his running to me, <laughs> <clears throat> and I told him, you know, I said, I got two words for you, Wayne. What did I say? Jim Fix. <laughs> Jim right. Fix wrote a book on running. Mm-hmm. He had hereditary heart disease. They hemolytic strep group A. There it is. He had it. And he went out running one day and it was happily, you know, skipping along the street and suddenly, plunk, it hit him and he just fell over and he was dead. That's what happens with heart disease. It's not um, any kind of shocking news. It's called a heart attack, and it's hardly rare. I mean, everybody knows someone who's had a heart attack. Yeah. So, excuse me. And he said, what would you do? What would you do? I said, I would go to a cardiologist, have him look at it, and then see what kind of surgery can be done to repair whatever damage is done. And he did. 
and that's a good story, and that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Because the heart disease in Wayne is long gone. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the consequences of that heart disease are also gone now in Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I've said this so many times. The reality is there is room for a very productive interface between energetic medicine, homeopathy, uh, acupuncture, uh, allopathic medicine. It should be where people work together, each doing what he does best. And the patient will benefit immensely. Right. But what has happened is... um, the allopathics, because of because of antibiotics, they got into power really very strongly, and they decided that they wanted to keep that power and not allow anyone else in. And you have the situation you have now, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And their response to the situation is just to try and dig their heels in deeper, which is even worse. But that's their choice. Mm-hmm. So, but I, talk. I'm getting talk. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think that, that that is a very important reminder, as you put it, the frequency of the disease is not the same as the damage that may have been done to the organ. I think that's just that's just powerful, especially I mean, depending on when people come on the AIM program. You know, we, we've been around for a while, and, and some damage has already started, you know, uh, it's not like people can look to, to aim to, quote, fix everything. And, and I think this is just a really, really good reminder that we have to be aware of these things. Let me ask you this, though. When you, you, you said the technical name for the, 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 the Group A strep when you were talking about the um, heart disease, does that I, – I also remember you saying when, you, when you're dealing with these, these frequencies with, similar to strep rheumaticus, and and that can impact your sleeping because that has an impact on the heart. So is that kind of related to that? It is related, but it's much stronger um, insofar as the heart is concerned. Oh, okay. All right. Beta hemolytic strep group A goes to, well, you've got a strep throat no matter what. It goes in, you you breathe it in. But it's it really viciously attacks the heart. Mm, Okay. And uh, causes damage, and it's, it is transferred hereditarily. It is the major cause of congenital heart disease. Mm, okay. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think most heart disease is, is uh, hereditary. That, you know, that makes, <clears throat> excuse me, Stephen, that, that makes sense to me in my limited knowledge. I mean, I realize that, a lot of things we we do or choose not to do in our lifestyles can impact everything, but it just it just makes so much sense that there's uh, depending on your ancestry there's so much uh, hereditary potential there weak areas to to make um, say say bad lifestyle choices have a have a much larger impact if you've got all those hereditary imbalances already within you. All right, that, but that also points out why a guy like Wayne is very blessed because. Mm-hmm. Not only has he healed the disease that caused damage to his heart, he went and had that damage repaired. Right. So um, that is a great success story. 
it's it, supposed to be. Indeed. And anybody with any brains must look at that and say, yeah, well, you needed both there, didn't you? That's a common mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Or you need three things or four things. Uh, and that's routine. Yeah. That's why I was so shocked when I went to the U.K. the first time. Well, no, it wasn't the first time, but I went to the U.K. and I, I, I walked into a hospital. Everybody was working with everybody else. It was not a big, it was, it was no conflict at all. And it was as it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was like shocked. Because there I am, fundamentally, um, maybe a, 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 an eighth of a step above being a dope dealer or something. You know, an eighth of a step above being a criminal in the U.S. mentality. Um, walking into a place and they were applauding me because of the work I had done. And this is in, you know, in a hospital. And I was shocked. I was used to being, you know, public enemy number one. Hmm. I was shocked. Wouldn't you have been shocked in my place? <laughs> Indeed. But but you've got a lot a lot of people applauding you here and you are number one in, in, in our book. Well, thank you. But I mean this is I know. the I, I know this is the, the powers that be. <clears throat> yes. Yes. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it's you don't want a homeopath operating on your heart and repairing damage. Mm-hmm. How the hell would he know what to do? You know. Sure. Um, and so there is room for everything, and if everyone worked together, the patients would benefit enormously. Boy, would they! Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just not, that is not the way it works in the U.S. anyway. Yeah. Not enough. Not yet anyway. But we'll keep hoping. We'll, ma- we'll keep working, working with our optimism that things will, will eventually change and, and recognize where, where on the rare coaches where, where it is already changing. We'll be grateful for those. Your lips to God's ears. Indeed. Well, Stephen, you, it's about time for you to get ready to go get that filling fixed. So. Oh, I'm ready. Believe me, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, it's about, about time to wrap up this call anyway. So. Well, have a great weekend, everybody, and I will, too, commencing about an hour from now. Fair enough. And to our listeners, excuse me, <clears throat> to our listeners, if you weren't able to be with us last night, the recording of our monthly founder call with Stephen, I'm sure, will be up uh, available on the website. You probably have a link right to it in the newsletter that you'll be getting from the office tomorrow. So enjoy, and we will look forward to seeing you next week. Stephen, good luck with that tooth. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. everybody. Bye-bye.